podcast. I'm here again with Rob. Uh, I'm here again to talk about the uh, Leftovers uh, show, uh, season three um, to the end, uh, season four, uh, episode four to episode eight. And, you know, when we left off, this was this was funny. We're like, are we going to get an answer? And how did you, I mean, like, yes, we did. I mean, we did, I think, um, for one thing. Right, but not for many other things. So, how did you take in this entire sort of last season? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, we did not get an answer about the. Well, I guess it's it's kind of arguable. Maybe we did get an. Well, we got we got uh, an an explanation from Nora, which we can get to later. But yeah, the entire season was. I don't think it was its strongest season. I think season two was the strongest season. I think season three was better than season one, but it did. Uh, I mean, it did sort of go through some of the same themes. It's sort of well-worn by now with like another episode focusing on Matt, right. And his struggles with his religion and himself and his, whatever his difficulties, they had to find a way to get um, his wife to leave him. Uh, just so that he would have to struggle again, because the whole thing was was between him and his wife for the first two seasons, uh, and wrestling with his faith. Um, let's Nothing see. I mean, faith. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin well, faith. with with God. Okay. Uh, not, no, no, I'm talking about Matt. I'm talking about Matt. Oh, Matt. Okay. Yeah. 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 Matt. Right. Like wrestling with religion and God and all of that. And so, but that was an interesting episode. I thought the the Matt centric episode where he's on the boat with um, what was that lion's name? They had some like. Some some day for this line. No, no, no Frazier, 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 Frazier. Yeah, 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 it was Frazier. And so, yeah, that was that was a fun episode. Um, But it it was sort of another rehashing, sort of Matt centric. You know, here he is, like sort of struggling with God again. Um, Kevin, another you know episode with him going into the the afterlife or the the this alternate dimension. so yeah, it's sort of hitting on the same themes, but I don't know. It kept my interest. It was interesting. Um, not yet. Yeah, I don't think it belongs in like the pantheon of the greatest HBO shows. But I thought it was. I was pretty satisfied with the ending. Uh, maybe not. Not comp- you know. It wasn't. I wasn't blown away by it. But I thought like that was a, a satisfying ending for this show. I yeah. Well, so anyway, Frasier the Lion. I meant to look this up, but now I just looked it up. Now it, this is a real story. Um, the oh, Lion. <laughs> And okay. there's and you know that song they played at the credits about Fraser the Lion was a song released about it. So when I saw the song, I'm like, oh, is that is this a real thing? So Fraser the Lion was real. He was toothless. Uh, that he was able to impregnate all six lion, lionesses. Um, uh, you know they had they had rejected mating with other males. So yeah, this was a real. Apparently, the story was real. Um, I don't know if they have sex parties based on Fraser. That's that would be you know I wonder if that's actually uh, true. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't see on the Wikipedia page at least. Uh, there's no evidence of that. But anyways, yeah, I am. Uh, I don't. Know, I'm just. I, I, I found it ridiculous. <laughs> it oh really? I mean, okay. Okay, interesting. Well, I mean, she goes to the other side. We're talking um, about Nora. Yeah, and so I guess the scientific explanation was true. It was like whatever those MIT guys said in her house, mm-hmm. like that it was just about a play. Like there was some energy, and then the mm-hmm. scientist figured out um, how to uh, send people to this place, which is the same universe. It's just uh, worth the 2% people instead of the 98% people. Um, and then she goes, how she came back is pretty funny. She's like, I found the scientist and, you know, he knew how to make it. And so I just make one to send me back. And I don't know if you know anything about like manufacturing, <laughs> it's not just like it's one guy's brain and then you tell him, make me a new machine. And then he just does it for you. Like this must be a very technological, you know, you think this would be high tech, you know, kind of side of the, be like making semiconductors or something you would need. But it entire- didn't Richard. So you, 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 so you accepted her explanation then it sounds I don't, like, I don't know. Like, so, so yeah, the other, yeah. the other possibility is she just made it up. She's just I like, think she made it up. Okay. I think it was pretty clear, you know, oh, the, the final episode. I Well, I, I mean, I thought so. I, I mean, there's an argument for both sides. But to me, I thought it was clear that, you know, like at the very beginning of the episode, the finale, uh-huh. right there, the, the scientists are re- recording her. And, you know, she's describing her children and how she, you know, sort of gives consent to go through this, this procedure. And the scientist was like, you know, you have to, you know, say it again. We don't believe you. 
and Nora says, I don't lie. And I thought that was like an interesting way to open it because like, it's sort of, she's trying to convince them that she doesn't lie, but we've seen Nora lie throughout this series. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen her lie multiple times. And then later there's like the scene where, yeah, she's arguing with that nun, the Australian nun. And, you know, the, the nun asks her, do you know someone named Kevin? Nora says, no, I don't know him. And then later she goes to the nun's house and, mm-hmm. you know, accuses the nun of sleeping with the guy on the motorcycle. And the nun was like, well, I saw you with that, you know, dancing with that guy you said you didn't know. And so we're seeing Nora, wow. like, sort of there's this ambiguity about how truthful she's been uh, kind of throughout the show, throughout the series. And then... Um, and then, yeah, at the very end, the other thing I thought was interesting was there's no flashback. There's no, like, the show didn't um, depict Nora going back, right? You don't see her walking through, like, this, yeah. you know, stranded well, it ghost shows town. her in the tub or whatever, and it's coming up. And then she screams. So you don't know if she's saying, get me out, or she's actually going to the other yeah, side. Yeah, or if she's about to, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a strange sound where you don't know if she's about to, like, she's preparing to hold her breath or if she's crying outward. Um and and that's all we see, right? And then and then yeah, we don't see any any uh, scenes of her yeah walking walking through the alternate world. And so I think this was just a story that she told herself, um, and that she's telling Kevin. Maybe she even believes it, but I don't think personally she actually went anywhere. I think she either got cold, you know, cold feet, or whatever. She didn't go through with it, or um, what the machine probably doesn't work as advertised or whatever. But yeah, I'm skeptical that uh, that she actually went anywhere. I think the you know, this is the the show was all about like you know like the, the, the also the theme song for the finale was let the mystery be it was the same theme from season two and so I think the show was never really going to give us an answer about what happened it was more about sort of showing people wrestling with the departure and then also like living in a world where I, I read this this interview with the creator and he said that if um he said something like if two percent of the population disappears then you know, you can basically watch the show as, as, um, uh, what like 2% of the world is supernatural or 2% of the world is, is inexplicable in some way. Uh, and so there is like space for, um, occurrences that can't be explained necessarily by science. And so I think this is like helps to illuminate Kevin's, uh, strange experiences and Matt, like the coincidence that's around Matt and some of these other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought that maybe there was, I thought I, you know, so I thought there was a, a, a possible theory that Nora was lying and I consider it, it might be like a fringe theory, but you're convincing me that this might be the mainstream uh, most likely uh, scenario. And I'm looking at the uh, leftovers sort of Reddit um, looks like, yeah, this is like a live question. Um, okay. Yeah. Have you looked into like the novel or like any of the background of this of like what, uh, no, no, like, I haven't looked like, at the novels. I've, I've I've just read a couple of interviews with the showrunner, um, um, but I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't dug into the the novel at all. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the whole thing is sort of. I mean, the whole thing is it's just deeply, deeply unsatisfying, right? And you know, we saw this sort of coming that nothing. Like, what did we get out of third season? So we leave season two. By the end of season two, we're like, okay, we're not going to get any answers here. Um, and they're just struggling mentally. And now in season three, um, you know, we just end with, okay, they didn't get any answers. And they're all struggling mentally. But now they're older. Um, and then maybe, we, you know, maybe Nora went back and maybe she didn't. Um, and we have nothing on Kevin of like why he's like supernatural. Uh, <laughs> that guy who just says he's God, or that guy who was the, uh, uh, you know, the sports uh, analyst or whatever. Um, he just like, gets eaten by the lion, the descendant of Frazier. Like, okay, what was the point of that? Uh, and like Matt yells at him because he's the, you know, he likes convinced he's God. So he's like sitting there and he's like, you know, you, you know, I believed in you. Well, what was the, uh, you know, was, you know, the, the, and so like, what is the, what is the entire, what is the universe? What is the cosmology here? Uh, mm-hmm. What is the philosophy here? What is like, what is the deeper understanding of like the universe? I'm very, yeah. I mean, I don't confused. think there is supposed to be like a consistent um, sort of 
Yeah, I don't think you can like ex- like like think about the world in that way. I think like we talked about this in the last conversation we had, where I, I really think they show the reason why it opened season two with that very long sequence of the cave woman uh, was about like like what if something so so like that 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 cave woman had no understanding of earthquakes or nature or any of the sort of forces around her, and so you know they they whatever they they develop sort of supernatural explanations or whatever. They're just trying to make sense of a world that seems like very sort of cold and cruel and brutal and trying to find a way to sort of muddle along. And I think this is sort of a, like, what if something like that happened to us where we have no explanation, despite, you know, all of our tools of science and all of our methods of truth seeking and inquiry, something just totally inexplicable happens and we have no idea how to explain it in the way that whatever 40,000 years ago, they had no explanation for earthquakes. And then how do we, how do we sort of get along through that, I think like the show is actually a bit dishonest in that way that like, I mean, it is interesting to see the reaction and the depiction of it all, but I think like humans aren't actually as sort of emotionally a frail as the show portrays. I, I think like Nora Durst is an interesting character and I, you know, whatever, like losing her family and everything. But I think like for most people, I think they would like actually not be quite as uh, traumatized or as, uh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that, that it would be so enduring that, that, that and linger for so long that someone like Nora, if this happened in the real world would eventually remarry and like find a way to move past it instead of sort of dwelling on it. What do you think? Um, I mean, evolutionarily you would predict that because people, bad things happen that they had no explanation for and they moved on. Right. Yeah. So yep. Maybe, um, mm-hmm. maybe uh, we could, yeah, we could, talk about that but the thing you said about like okay i could buy that that like okay it's like that woman in the cave you know the cave woman um we're just that if the departure was the only supernatural thing that was in the show they yeah. are just introducing stuff oh, yeah. that's just sort of okay like imagine there's a departure plus this guy is sort of like jesus right just like sort of <laughs> randomly he just happens to be jesus and like he yeah, can't yeah. die and he's just this one police chief and like isn't that weird the world is so random and there's this guy who shoots up but shoots people and like believes that you know uh, uh you know cana uh um you know um yeah so like so there, this is it seems like cheating okay like like rob imagine a world where there was a departure and then like oh uh like you know humans grew wings and like you know chickens started talking oh and we had no explanation for it and it's just like that's that's like that's not how that's not how the maybe that's how is that how like is that like what people is that like that that's not anything that's just like throwing random stuff and seeing like how people react emotionally. Right. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think like they were sort of, so, so the first season was based on the novel, which again, I didn't read, but just sort of reading about this show. I, yeah, the first season was, you know, basically the novel and then seasons two and three were the showrunners just sort of building it themselves. And I think somehow they stumbled on, you know, let's, cause I think season one, there wasn't, there was like a little bit of sort of Kevin's, Whatever it was, maybe. Wait, so season two and season three were not were not uh, part of a novel. They weren't part of the novel. No. Oh, so it ended yeah, in yeah. season one. Season one, yeah. Um, and I don't know, like the novel might have had a completely different ending, but basically, like the novel was the source material for season one, and then season two and three had nothing to do with it. But yeah, Kevin had his schizophrenia and his episodes, and you know these weird sort of hallucinations and stuff in season one. But then season two, they start to do this sort of otherworldly thing. Like, you know, uh, he gets shot, he gets, he drowns, he dies multiple times. And that's when I think like maybe the, the showrunners were, you know, they strayed too far from the original purpose, which was just about the departure. And then suddenly Kevin becomes sort of quasi Jesus. And, you know, I think that that became like a strange, why, what is that? You know, I guess whatever, like 2% of the world is supernatural. So we just happen to discover this small town police chief who's, you know, just having, um, you know, connection with, 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 uh, the, you know, the other side or the other world or whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. That part is, it was kind of entertaining to watch like those scenes where he would go over and go through these strange trials. But as far as like, you know, the, the world building aspect of the show. Like what, how does it all connect together? I get, I accept that we wouldn't get an explanation for the departure, but it would be nice to have more of an explanation for 
the experiences of Kevin. Who was he? Like, yeah. Why did he, why couldn't he die? Yeah. Was Kevin the only, well, what else was the sort of supernatural stuff there besides Kevin? Was there anything else that was, there, was there anything non Kevin related? I mean, that was also supernatural. I'm trying to think back. I mean, you could argue that like the, the, the sort of coincident, like, Oh, Oh, uh, Mary, Mary coming back from her. What was that? Like quadriplegic condition. She was completely sort of immobile. Right. Yeah. That's wife. So they take her to Miracle, and then you know, really, yeah, yeah. You had you, you took issue with this that they had sex, and then you were like, you, think, yeah. you know, uh, and then uh, and then yeah, apparently she were, she had working, and then yeah, yeah, people were outraged by this. And, I don't think uh, I don't think anyone, I don't think he would get arrested. I don't think he would get arrested. I don't think I think in real life you don't think like in in, in real life like there was there's he's no, his wife. Well, she's his wife. But you, can, you can't you can, disprove can that she didn't life. like wake up for a moment and give consent. Like you can't, you have oh, to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a reasonable doubt. You have to suppose, I mean, so do you think it's, it's wrong? Like even if she were immobile and she was just in the, I don't, did we have this I think it's gross. I think it's gross. Yeah. Do I think yeah. it's wrong? I mean, he takes care of her. I mean, he's like, he's like, yeah. you know, yeah. he's uh, I mean, you know, he's it, it, like sort of a, I mean, come on. I mean, the guy, mm. the guy is taking care of her. He's a loving husband. You know, I don't think yeah. like, oh no, maybe she's, yeah. maybe she's not interested in him anymore. It's like, it's like, you know, it's gross. It's like gross because it's like a, you know, it's like a corpse. It's like a vegetative state. It's gross. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's like, viol- I don't think he's like violating her in that case. Yeah. I don't think it should be a crime. I think, I don't think I, I wouldn't even judge it. I would just say it's, uh, it's gross. It's weird, but you know, it's. I, I think it would happen. Like I think it happens. You know, I could think. Of, you know, so no, I, I just I, I don't think. I think that's the door. I think that's the most people's reaction. I don't think they'd want to like harp on it or find it that interest. I think most people would like. If I think if this happened in real life, most people would like go along with his fi- uh, uh, pleasant fiction that like you know she woke up or like you know she's in, because nobody knows like the exact state of like how everyone is twenty four hours a day, right? So I think people would like give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Right. And people would just be like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's your yeah. wife, you know, you're with her all the time. I think, you know? I think, I think people like people in, in a place like Jardin, Texas would be like that, which was weird when uh, like John was like, you know, starting to question him on this and, you know, people were getting up and I'm like, yeah, you know, I think people like, uh, maybe in like a sort of a cosmopolitan city or like whatever, like, you know, some, some more sort of, highly educated liberals would be like, you know, that's wrong or sort of have like a sort of consent based morality around sex. But I think, yeah, people in a small town in Texas, I'm not, although a lot of them were transplants from elsewhere, but yeah. anyway, so they're very, so, racially, yeah, they're very racially progressive. They, yeah. They don't think about race at all. They just have that Garvey family and they accept his leadership and yeah, they never think about it. So they're pretty, uh, you know, they're pretty yeah. right wing, although they are Christian, they're supposed to be Christian too. At least the, at least the Garvey family is, or at least the son is Christian. Murphy. Talking about Murphy. The Murphy family, the Murphy family, Garvey, right? yeah, well, because of the family, yeah. Garvey, yeah, uh, right. They're not Christian uh, at all. Yeah, the white, the white people aren't that Christian. In the yeah, show. the white um, people. Well, are, Matt, Matt, I guess Matt, uh, Matt, right? Matt's, although his wife really isn't. Um, yeah. So okay, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I feel like there's. A, I mean, there's. I feel like better. there's just like a you know a non-charitable interpretation of the show. It's just like. Like me, like you know, like it's for dumb people. Like they just dumb people just find it profound if you just uh, like show like you know these yeah. like just throw random miracles in there. Like they don't need no coherence to it. It's just like I don't think dumb people would enjoy this show. I think like the reason why it got like kind of a niche audience was because you know basically because the only people who would, would watch it are like are smarter people, right? Like most dumb people wouldn't watch a show that like you know the, the mystery is not going to be solved. There's Here's- no like the plot itself is. I mean, it's really dour and sad. Yeah, and most people don't want to feel that way. I think uh, people don't want to yeah. watch like people being sad in a show, and so I think it's false. Yeah, I think it might be like it kind of, it's a kind of false advertising for. It, I, I, now that you say that, I think it like draws in smart people because smart people like sort of darker shows, like just yeah. like everything is like everyone is going through hell. Um, but you know, so that draws you in, and that's why, like you know, I'm sort of you know I'm watching it and enjoying it. But then, like, it's a sort of a bait and switch because it doesn't provide anything, you know it doesn't provide any kind of coherence or any kind of, you know, lesson or philosophical outlook um, that they're really, you know, that, that ties it all together. Right. So I think you're right. It's like, it's like a sort of a, so yeah, it's, it's like a smart person show in the sense of being very dark. 
but yeah. not smart in content, right? Yeah. And I guess that's why it's only three seasons. Like, you know, by the time you figure it out, you're already halfway through. The- <laughs> There's going to be no answer here. You're already like almost done and you're already invested. Um, but yeah, I am not like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, you like it. You say it's not in the pantheon of shows. So you, you like it. Like no, me, I, I think it's know, like I a very it. sort of like mid tier, maybe slightly. Yeah. But it's not like, yeah, it's not a great show. It's like a good show. Um, I mean, really, I think it's like, on the strength of season two, I thought I just thought season two was so good. Um, like from start to, to, to finish, like the way that it ended on the bridge with Evie gone, like the whole like sort of mystery around the girls, like there was something, there was a plot there too. Season three didn't really have much of a. I mean, I liked the like season three. They did have some some standout episodes. I thought the yeah the Matt episode on the boat, fine, it was good. But the scene where um, where Kevin and Nora have their blowout fight in the hotel room, I thought was also good. Um, which like, you know, sort of was the end of their relationship, uh, until Matt, uh, until Kevin reunites with Nora in Australia, however many years later that was, I'm curious to know how, how, how long you, how, how much time you think elapsed between that, like how old they are. Um, Kevin, Kevin aged remarkably well, right? We talked about the aging thing before and like, Kevin still looks like, you know, good, uh, for an old man and uh, Nora aged a, a lot more than he did. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there were some standout episodes. I thought the the return to the other world for Kevin was decent and Patty comes back. And I think they're just like at this point, at a certain point, they just started playing the hits. Like, you know, Patty was an interesting character and she had interesting chemistry with Kevin. So let's bring her back <laughs> one time. And the president, the president. It's so silly. Uh, the president. Okay. I'm going to tear out your heart. That was a pretty yeah. brutal scene where he tears out whatever that. And then there's the scene with there was that um lori uh episode where you think she's going to commit suicide by scuba diving and then you discover that she actually didn't kill herself yeah that was also the support i'm like you know what if you're going to be dark go all the way just have them all commit mass suicide like you know they have you know remember the theme song of the that one the 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 opening credit was like suicide it's a suicide you remember that yeah and we thought like lori was supposed to kill herself i think other people were supposed to kill themselves too right wasn't there uh uh it was implied that i think kevin or somebody else too was killing themselves. But anyways, at least Lori. Um, but yeah, they're just, Oh, flash forward. Oh, they're still alive. She just went scuba diving, you know, they just went scuba diving and came back. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, I was sort of uh yeah, I was like, okay, this, yeah, I don't know. It's very, uh, we didn't get much of a, like, cause like the, the, at least those characters, right? Like we kind of saw where things went with Matt, with Kevin, with Lori, Nora, of course, but nothing with uh, with Jill or um, yeah, yeah, they, she disappeared. Tommy, Tom, yeah, they were they were like no, no, no. We we heard them on the phone call, right? Yeah, at the end of that episode with, with Lori, where she goes scuba diving. We did. Jill calls her, and you know she has like she asks her a question about some show she watched when she was a kid. Yeah, and that was it. But like we don't know like how you know the direction of Jill's life or how she's feeling about things or like why you know yeah and uh, and, and Tommy right like it would have been interesting to see them 15 plus years later because we we saw Lori right we saw Lori yeah. the old version of Lori in the flash forward yeah but not the kids um, doesn't she mention that she's married or something doesn't don't doesn't Lori talk to Nora about Jill I, I, I think I might yeah very know. brief okay yeah that's yeah but it would have been nice to I see her and then also Tommy and she said too, Tommy is but, not and she said something like Tommy is still Tommy or something like that Tommy's still, oh I see yeah, yeah I don't know that wasn't really that wasn't really yeah, yeah. enough I thought yeah I mean Jill yeah. was a big character in season one and then became sort of yeah. less and less as time went on and then like we practically disappeared uh yeah. in season three um it's I guess it's maybe yeah, harder to age. It's kind of an inconsistent things. show in a way. But how much time do you think passed between uh, between the fight in the hotel and then the reunification in Australia? I, I, I was mean, trying to gauge this like so twenty old. years because Nora, yeah, Nora looks old. older. Yeah, I mean he was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like twenty five years, maybe. 25 years? Oh, yeah, because okay. they're like 40. They look like at least 65, probably. 65. Uh, I don't know. 60, 60, 60. Okay, 65 is like an upper bound. 60, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then the, the strategy Kevin used, like, hey, do you remember me? We, like, met in the courthouse and... Like, I, I, what did you, like, I, I momentarily actually thought that, like, she actually went through the machine and, like, was in another 
dimension or in another what like i just yeah i, I thought that like maybe it happened where she found herself in a parallel universe yeah where maybe kevin did um like this version yeah, of kevin was, actually never was, met her yeah, it was sort of not consistent with kevin's personality because he was like like to, for him to lie and just like do this like elaborate thing where like i didn't you know i didn't know who you were um that's not like the way Kevin operates like before that, because he's just like, he's going crazy. And he's like, usually when he tries to be stand up and honest, it seems to me when he's has his wits, about, he doesn't seem like the guy, he doesn't seem to like, uh, uh, like consciously go out of his way to deceive people. And so yeah. that was strange for him to show yeah. up and be like, yeah, uh, you know, remember like just to invent this whole new reality. Like what was he, what was he trying to accomplish? That, that to me also points to the, the likelihood that Nora was lying too. Right. Like there's just so much deception going on in that episode in the finale. So, you know, Kevin's lying and then Nora's lying and then Nora tells a story. And yeah, I think like that's yeah, the whole theme was just like trying to tell yourself a better story to get what you want or something where Nora wants to believe that she reunited with her family and she wants to she want like because if you think about it, like Nora, if, if Nora didn't go through with the machine, she just like basically fled. Right. Like she just left yeah. to Australia, created a new name for herself and has just been sort of living off the grid, yeah. abandoning her husband. Yeah, And why would, why would right? she not have gone? Because like, she at least wanted, like her life was, she's not happy. Like she would have just been moping for 20 years or whatever it was. Like it, everything was leading up to like, she's broken now. Right. And then like, yeah. she doesn't take the risk of going in the machine. Like that, that seems yeah. to be unlikely. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like I, I, that that actually matches Nora's character based on what we know of her from seasons one and two. She's just kind of this hard, cold, like you know, she's just been through a lot, whatever her family. But she's like as a personality, like I believe much more that actually the more I think about it, that she just went to Australia, wanted to cut ties with people, wanted to start over, forget everything. Um, but it, it reflects very badly on her. And I think she knows that she knows that like she left, you know, she left her husband, but then she also left her stepkids. She left like basically her brother too, left everyone behind and, uh, let them think that she went somewhere else when really she's just in Australia, like riding her bike and like living this life in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, and so she lies to Kevin to say like, Oh, I did go through and but is she, is she just a cow? Uh, she's just a coward. She's just like, does it have the sort of the capabilities to face her life, but does it have that capability to just go? And all she has, all she could do is just like, try to, you know, go off to Australia to die. Right. That's a very sad, that's a very sad outcome. That's much sadder than yeah. suicide because it's just, it's just your walking corpse. Uh, forever right or taking taking the plunge yeah, yeah. I, I found him and i had to build a new machine why, why why would he build you a new machine <laughs> it doesn't seem like, it seems like and if he could build one why wouldn't he um yeah why would he keep going back and forth he would just go back and forth and be like hey everyone let's reunite let's all go to one side yeah. well he could well he could just take the two percent of the population yeah. and put them back with the percent. <laughs> right. why did they all just show why did he just build one for her that nobody else so, <laughs> so now my question as we're talking okay. about this i'm wondering if Kevin really believed her, I mean, Kevin, you know, we, like, Kevin, Kevin is not a particularly sophisticated guy, but I wonder if he actually bought her story um, or if he was just going along with it because he knew that was the cost of well getting back with her. I think, I think Kevin, uh, so if we're going to try to explain how Kevin like became this person who just makes up this lie when that really wasn't him the last time we found him. I think like one way to explain it is he just had a psychic break where like he cut out no longer even dist- like a permanent psychic break, not like the ones that were before, but like where he could no longer even distinguish. It doesn't try to distinguish like reality <laughs> and fantasy, right? Like before he would try and now he doesn't try. Now he just comes and makes up whatever lie sounds pleasant. And then Nora f- sees through his lie. And he's like, Oh, okay. never mind. I was lying. And now she just like tells him this story that we're starting to think maybe is sort of ridiculous. And then he uh, says, okay, like, he's just broken. He's just sitting there like, I wanted to see Nora. And now I have somebody and like, I'm just going to say whatever, like to make myself feel good or relieve the tension or, or whatever. That's my sort of understanding of Kevin at this point mm-hmm. in the story. I think that's right. I think he, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the psychic break part. That seems, that seems extreme, but I think he, like I yeah, he basically just wants to get back with Nora. He's listening to her and he loves her. And I think it so 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 one possibility is he just 
he needs to believe this story is true because the alternative is she just abandoned him. Um, but if he believes her story, he wants to believe the story. So he goes along with it. The other is he kind of knows she's lying and this is why he's been searching for her. Um, and then realizes like, okay, she's telling me the story that's probably untrue, but I'm going to go along with it because I love her. And this is the story that we need to go forward with in order for this relationship to yeah, whatever the rift to, to heal and, and move forward. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of, I don't like love stories. Thing. I mean, I don't like love stories for senior citizens. I just think that that's, I think that's just too old. You know, there's like a golden bachelor. <laughs> it's like there's the golden bachelor now, where they're trying to be the bachelor with like a guy like with like sixty or seventy or something. That sounds that sounds horrible. It's uh, yeah, I can't. It's unwatchable. That um, sounds disgusting. And it's, it's, yeah, despite being a big bachelor fan, uh, I don't. I I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that season. Uh, yeah, the it's it just because it's like you know, old people can have can they can grandfather in relationships, right? But like romance at that part of your life. I think it's just, I think it's just over. I, I don't think it exists. I don't think it should exist. I think it's sort of a, <laughs> an abomination of nature. I just think it's like, there should be like a lifetime well, achievement award kind of thing. But, but they're like, is, this is a different case though, because they were, they, I don't know if they ever even officially divorced, right? They're, they're married. They're just still married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, he's, he's striking up a new relationship with this elderly woman. It's like, Hey, yeah, my wife left me right. and they're just trying to get back together. I guess you're and, right. Yeah. Um, it, it never felt like, I never considered them like a real marriage. It never felt like that they were sort of a real married. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Out. Were they married? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, they, were yeah. they married? Were they, yeah, I think they like, may have just been boyfriend girlfriend. Right, which is interesting. Right, he asks first. He asks, yeah. "Let's have a baby." At one point, uh, but then they mm. they don't. Right? Yeah, but, she laughs at him. Yeah, she laughs when he says it, which is like pretty yeah, that dark. Was that was a dark episode, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, okay. so so it is. Yeah, it is old people having romance. Uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, non-marital. I mean, non-marital. Yeah, if they're not married, I, I disapprove of it again. I'm, yeah. I'm back on your side. No, mm-hmm. if they're not married, I, sh- I, I don't allow it. Yeah, know. very conservative of you. Prohibited. Prohibited. So, so, yeah. So I. This is like the saddest possible outcome, right? They're like they're just broken. They're just mentally broken, and they have like you know they have nothing. Um, you know, there's nothing. They learned nothing. You know, they built nothing. They did not have more kids. They didn't have more of a family. I know they didn't have any kids. That part was sad because I thought like maybe they would like, yeah, manage to have a kid, manage to sort of move past it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, like I just don't think that this is a realistic depiction, right? Like you mentioned before that throughout history, humans have gone through sort of horrible, inexplicable events that they couldn't understand, and yet they still have. Yeah, evolution. Kevin wasn't right? hit that hard. I mean, Kevin didn't lose anyone in the departure. His wife yeah. left him. But he he knew where she was, so he didn't have that trauma of having no idea where somebody went. One right. thing that would have been interesting is like how the because like so much of our experience now in the world, like in the modern day, is mediated through sort of the like like online on social media through the uh, mass media, right? Like how was this? How was the departure and all of the whatever whatever other sort of inexplicable events? How how was this all sort of portrayed online uh, by you know the the press organs by the universities by research like like you know what I mean like the the, the knowledge making yeah. misinformation industrial complex right. going out there finding right. <laughs> fact checking and so like so it's not because like I think a lot of this happened during like like COVID and the lockdowns which you know we've we've sort of drawn that 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 parallel to some extent which is like I don't think like COVID itself or even the lockdown like the lockdowns probably did have some some measurable effect on people's mental health COVID I think had almost nothing to do with anything. But I do think that, like, you know, you open up your favored um, news outlet and, you know, it's just like one horrible sort of demoralizing thing after another about how this many people died or, you know, this this is happening to kids because they're not in school. And, and so it's like, you know, the, it, personally, it's actually that the lockdowns and COVID aren't affecting you. But every time you open your phone, you're just like hit with all of this horrible information. And I wonder if this, you know, like how how the departure world you know, like how, how people responded to the departure itself versus how they're responding to the sort of media portrayal of it and all the social media and everything else. Yeah. How that might have affected it. Yeah. Social media. We don't ever see it referenced, right? Like we never see like newspapers referenced or, you know, this is, what is this? This is like basically modern day. Like no one references Twitter or Instagram or, 
You yeah. know, I think like there was one scene where like you see Jill give show her dad like a video, a funny video or something. So you do cat understand video, that like yeah, they have smartphones, yeah. the cat video, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um but this is and very much had- like this thing happened and people are directly reacting to the event rather than having it mediated through. Yeah. There's no um, presidential campaign where like, I'm going to get to the bottom of the departure. <laughs> people are getting yeah, excited yeah. about that. Yeah. You imagine it would be a pretty big, uh, you imagine well, it would yeah. be a pretty big issue. I mean, surely there have got to be like, you know, conspiracies about like the government actually kidnapped those 2% to do experiments on them or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The guilty like, remnant does not have, like, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. Everyone's just like, nobody thinks that, right. Nobody thinks it was the government or a foreign entity, not even like traditional religion, like Christianity seems to be very under, like under, like under, uh, you know, it doesn't have as much of a force in this world as you think it might, because it's like Christianity sort of called it that like everyone would disappear, right? It sort of like confirms Christianity. It's like, it's like close to that. So you'd think that like there'd be all these Christian sects and, you know, Christian theology and like, you know, uh, religion, but the big, biggest thing is the guilty remnant, which is just like, doesn't have any religious views. Um, and then you just have math, but you don't have like religion as like a, you know, like a, as that big of a force, you know, like, yeah, you're right. There's none of that either. Um, I also like the, the references to, I mean, I guess as time went on, right. By season three, seven years had passed. And by now we're just like fully with these characters. I mean, one thing about season one and season two is like, they're in town, like they're, you know, they're in Mapleton and then they're in uh Jardin and like there, there are other characters besides the main characters and they reference the departure and talk about it. I think by season three, people don't talk about it as much. And I think like people do want to move past those kinds of tragic events or mishaps or misfortunes. Right. Like I, I've noticed, like, I don't know how, if you've noticed this Richard, but like I've noticed almost no one talks about COVID or the lockdowns despite like, you know, basically being on, you know, either a, some hard version or soft version of lockdown or social distancing and all this stuff masks like no one like it's like people want to forget about it they want to like delete that part of history from their minds and move forward with it even in the Um, media you don't see much reporting you see a covid story pop up now and nobody is like i had to look up like how many people are still dying for covid just out of curiosity uh not that long ago it was still pretty decently high i mean it was just like still a lot of people i mean it was still a pretty big problem as far as number of deaths in the country but no one is talking about it, right? It's just and no completely... one seems to be like like I don't think we're going to see like movies made about it. Like, are we going to see a movie about like I don't know who whatever it was like Pfizer coming up with the vaccine? Like, are we going to see any kind of like um, dramatization of that period? Like, I'm watching the new season of Fargo right now, and wait, uh, Fargo's there... a lot. I thought Fargo was like a 15 year old show. Uh, well, Fargo was originally a movie, um, the Coen Brothers, I think, like ni- the 90s, but then they turned it into a show. And I think they're on season four or five now. Um, Wait, am I confused? It's a good show. Fargo uh, is the Minnesota show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I was very confused. I watched, um, is it the show where it says at the beginning, everything here is true? Yeah. And and then I saw, I watched a few episodes. I'm like, this is not true. And then I stopped watching (laughs) it. Like, it's obviously not based on, well, why do they say that? Is it it supposed to be? I I don't know. It's supposed to be some kind of... uh, I don't know, like a quirk of the show or something because they did this for the movie. The Coen brothers did this in a movie and they like freely admitted that it's not true, but they put that in there. And I actually don't know the reason why, if it's supposed to like help like sort of with the experience of it or something. But anyway, um, the, the show itself is good. Like it's obviously, yeah, they say it's you know, based on true events, but it's not. Uh-huh. Um, the latest season, I just watched the first episode of it last night. And it takes place in 2019. And I find that interesting, right? Because they usually do set the shows like a few years in the past. I don't know why. I guess to like enhance the idea that this was a true true set of events. Um, it takes place in 2019. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're like, I think every show set like during this period, it's, it's going to be 2019 or 2023. You're never yeah. going to see a show that takes place in 2021 or 2020, right? Like we just don't want to know or think about or have it sort of reflected back to us. And I find that interesting because... If you remember, like, and you're old enough to remember this, the the 2000s, where like there was there was like a 9/11 movie made like two years later, that Nicolas Cage, the firefighter movie. There was that movie about United 93 of the passengers yeah. taking over the flight. Um, there were, you know, there was a bunch of movies about Iraq and Afghanistan, the wars, and Generation Kill on HBO. And so sometimes, yeah, sometimes there are tragic events that we do want to sort of have captured and depicted and whatever dramatized and some we don't i think people felt yeah i think people felt burdened 
in a very um, direct way uh, during COVID. And the problem, like, you know, remember when the mask mandate and airplanes, um, uh, like there was a court decision in Florida that said, you know, you don't, you don't have to wear masks on airplanes anymore. And then like the, uh, uh, the pilot announced it. Like there was like these stories on Twitter of like the pilot announcing it. Like we just got the you know the court decision. Just, and, like people like cheered, and then people went on Twitter and we were like, "I'm being murdered!" Like by all these people around me who are going mask. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just like there, there was like no way like the masking thing could like you know because there was people who were freaking out and there were people who really hated masks. And just like in your day to day life, it was just like an uncomfortable thing. Like how much did people enforce the mask mandates? You know, people walk around. I would walk around like we had mask mandates here. I would walk around. I'd be one of the only people without them. And it was always like. A yeah. Yeah, like a, a, a chance that they might say something to me or they might not. It was like you, like I can imagine working at like target or something. And like, you always have to like worry about fighting with customers. That was like, that was like my life for like, you know, a year or so after I got vaccinated, I said, you know, no more masks. And so this was like really stressful for people. Um, and it was just like, you know, the school and all this other things that the vaccine mandate, some people really didn't like, they needed for their jobs or whatever. Um, and so it was, you know, the school, school closures, like this came, became like the top of like school board meetings and stuff. And so this was like a big, big imposition, uh, on people's lives. And it's, there's no, there's no heroic story that brings us all together at the end of it. There's no like nine 11. Oh, in the end we're all Americans and like, we got to go get those Muslims on the other side of the world. There's nothing like that. It's just like, we hate each other. This made us hate each other more. And now we're going like, we're moving on. There's sort of a fatigue with politics. If anything, um, this could explain like sort of, you know, less interested wokeism, um, you know, less interested politics more generally, uh, you know, not, no interested COVID. I think people just sort of had fatigue. It was like the Trump era, you know, BLM COVID. And then it's just be like, okay. People are just sort of don't forget January sixth, which was January by far 6th. the worst. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not gonna I'm um, not gonna pander to your yeah. base of right wing yeah. extremists. January sixth was a yeah. very serious event. Yeah, it was. I'm, I, I, I I still when I think about it, I shake. Um, so. <laughs> well, Trump is going to, uh, well, Trump is. It's funny because like there's all these stories. Like the media sort of freaking out about Trump because he's all like. You know, my plan is to lock up all the Democrats and all the rhinos who betrayed me. And this is like his entire platform now. <laughs> They're like, you can't get people freaked out about Trump anymore. Like, nobody cares because yeah. it's like, you know, how long can you, how long can this last? It's just, there's just fatigue with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. So that was an interesting point that people are fatigued. It was inconvenient. You can't, well, I'm thinking about it more from like a practical point of view too, that, if you're going to make a movie or a TV show, like you can't have all the actors wearing masks, right? Like you need to see yeah. the expression and the emotion yeah. and the sort of, yeah, if, if, if you know, you're, you don't want to hire like a, a, you know, an attractive movie star and then put a mask on them. Um, well, there was this show called The Resident, which is like this sort of corny, like medical show. It's on Fox. I, I, I just watch in the background, just sort of, it's just very corny. Um, but it's, uh, they had a thing where like, at the season after COVID, they're like, you know, just like had a thing, like one, like they had a COVID episode because it's a hospital. And then they're like, one day after COVID is over, and then it just switches to 2021 or whatever year it's supposed to be. It doesn't tell you the year. And they just skipped over it. They had one COVID episode and then completely skipped over it. So I think that's what like mainstream you know, kind of so that TV did. Like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pretend it never happened. Oh well, yeah, because you're gonna, yeah, like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to hold the whole year of people wearing masks and a whole season. Yeah, of that like that's so interesting. And like, not yeah, leaving. I mean, like, not socializing, not going to bars. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, the, the, the screws up the story in a lot of different ways, right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, huh? Yeah. So, so yeah. I, what were they like, going with this? I was going to connect it to the show somehow. What was I said? Yeah, that people people will move on from it eventually. That people don't want to think about it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, was the is the departure more like is the departure more like nine eleven or is it more like COVID and lockdowns where like you know people want to sort of dwell on it and it brings people together. So not, yeah, nine eleven is like we're, people we're victims. Apart. We come together and we fight, right? And then COVID yeah, is yeah. like we just hate each other. There's no sort of grand narrative. And then this would be like sort of like there are these things where people like they have these day of heroes, like they call everyone who disappeared. Heroes heroes. Day. And so <laughs> there is like we're victims, but there's no like fighting back. Like there's no enemy. There's no clear enemy, right? Yeah. And so in a way, I think it is almost like COVID, where this yeah this thing happened, and there's no like real person to blame. I guess like there's like the guilty remnant, and there are people around who are annoying and who, but they're not like the source of the uh, catastrophe. And so, 
Yeah, I think it's yeah, it probably leans, I think, more towards COVID. And people do like sort of they're at each other's throats. People are sad and there's no like you, you can't really like unite against anything. There's no there's no adversary. So I think in this sense, people it, it like people would be more apt to want to move on from it and not dwell on it for very long. And so, yeah, anyway, like I, I just think like, yeah, the Nora, Nora character, some of the others, like the way that they make this this event impact them for so long after the fact, like Lori too, right? Like the scene where she, you know, there was that fake out with her, you know, you think she's going to commit suicide, but there's that conversation she had with Kevin in that Lori episode where they're on the patio. And uh, I don't know, Kevin says like, you know, uh, is, is Nora gone? And then Laura's Lori is walking away and says, we're all gone. You know, like, basically saying like because of the departure you know like everything's changed like no one is really here anymore we're all like you know this was such a sort of a fracturing uh catastrophic destabilizing event that like none of us have really been here ever since that day it's like i don't know horrible things happen people lose loved ones people die like it's horrible we grieve and like at least all the research that i've seen on like you know people sort of what is it the uh, the psychological immune system, which, you know, I don't know, this was, you know, who knows like how much of that is replicated, but it, 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 it fits my intuitions that people do sort of bounce back in the long run from a, like bad events. Yeah. But they had, I mean, they had, the people had like, you know, even the cavemen and like the primitive societies, they had, um, they had uh, like, like a folk religion or something that they could all mm-hmm. agree on. They could say thunder is the God, you know, they probably had stories they told each other around the campfire that people could unite around. Um, this seems different than that. This has no explanation. Like we, we think we have a scientific worldview. We have religions. It's not really consistent with any of our religions. It's not consistent with the scientific worldview. What happened? We have no like, and we're sophisticated enough to see through like any shaman or any uh, person who comes and says that they have the answer. Right. So this is destabilized. This could be destabilizing in a way that there really is no, I, I yeah I think I disagree. I think if it did go like this, I think this could be a destabilizing in a way that not like nine eleven, not like COVID, not even like the you know the cave woman who, who you know finds her world turned upside down. It seems to me this is something different. It seems to me there's something uniquely disturbing uh, about this thing. And by the way, mm-hmm. people are not all are not all going crazy in the show. Like the Fraser people are just having sex parties. I mean, they, they <laughs> forgot know, about. It. They don't care. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. The, the show is it's the show is concentrating on people who were yeah. whatever you know, you could call them you know uniquely mentally weak or people who whatever are the most interesting. Right? Well, like, she I lost. I mean, yeah. Nora lost. I mean, a bunch of people. Right? So this she lost. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I guess I guess it's 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 you know it's impolite to say that about her. It, like I, I did. Like I think Nora was. Yeah, she was probably the most interesting character. Maybe yeah, her and Matt. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Though just the seven years later, just still sort of going through this. I think like a lot of people lose family members, maybe even all of their close family members. And I think like if you followed them to seven years later, I think most of them would have found a way to put it behind them. But okay, so you're saying that because it was so inexplicable, sudden, no no way of knowing, like, you know, it wasn't like a car accident. Like, yeah, the people who like get their child kidnapped. I I feel like dying versus getting a child kidnapped. You have no idea where they are. Or what happened? That I, I imagine that could. Yeah. Be okay, so if you have like if you're if you're all of your family members were kidnapped by Hamas or something, and you had no idea like, what, yeah, you had never heard, yeah, of what happened, whether they're alive or dead, yeah, um, where they are, or yeah, yeah, like what they're experiencing, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking about it as if like they're dead, yeah, right, like the departed no, that, died. That would be, maybe not. Yeah, that's, that's the point. It's not that. I mean, even they say this yeah. during the show, like, oh, death, you know, I think they have that thing where Nora is talking to, uh, uh, oh yeah, they're not dead. They're uh, just gone. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's I think hard, uh, hard for people. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So if like seven years later, you still don't know if your child is out there somewhere. Like if, if your child is kidnapped seven years past and you still have no news, no confirmation, yeah. alive, dead, where they are, yeah. that could stay with you. All right. Okay. Maybe I've been too, maybe I've been too harsh on, on Nora and some of these characters. That's yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I think most people though, seven years, people would find ways to live their life still. Uh, I don't know. You ever see those, like, remember that girl who got kidnapped, that British family? What was her name? Megan? 
was her name Megan, the uh, Megan or something like that. She was like a four year old girl who, she, who disappeared. Her parents. She was British. Was this John Benet Ramsey? No, no, John Benet Ramsey died. I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, I'm talking about that. There was this British family. John Ramsey was in Colorado. That's nothing to. That's like the only girl I've ever. Oh no, no, no Natalie <laughs> Holloway, or is that something else? No, that's an adult woman. This is like a four year old girl. <laughs> um, let me look up know. this. Uh, Megan disappearance. It was a big deal. Like if I just say Megan disappearance, this is going to. Oh wait, come wait, wait. Up. is this is this the origin of the idea of Megan's Law, or is that something else? Oh wait, maybe her name <laughs> was not Megan. Was it? There's a Megan's Law, right? Like, uh, oh, here it is. McCann, uh, Ma- Madeline McCann was her name. Madeline McCann. Uh, she was born in 2003. She was age of three. Her pe- she disappeared from like a hotel in Portugal, um, or oh. Spain or something. Um, yeah, in Portugal. All right. Uh, and this is the most heavily reported missing person case in modern history, according to the Telegraph. So I'm surprised you actually missed, okay. missed this. This was yeah, this was in 2000, uh, 2006. Um, and her parents have been on TV. You know, pe- people suspect the family. People suspect. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, she's gone. And the, you know, the parents seem like they, for years and years are trying to find their daughter. They have no idea what happened to her. Um, and yeah, I, I that's much worse. Uh, Is she, Oh no. Oh, so there's still no confirmation. There's on... no, nothing. There's nothing. Wow. Yeah. There, well, there's, I mean, there's theories, there's this, you know, child molester or something who like, you know, people say confess, but some people say like, it's just all BS. Um, some people think it was the parents. Um, uh, at least last time I checked, there was like no nothing definitive. There's a Netflix documentary. They, oh, they eight, yeah, they sued. They sued. Oh, yeah, that's right. They sued a newspaper. There was a libel lawsuit because they were claiming the parents like might have done it, and so the parents filed a libel lawsuit. Um, hmm. uh, wherever they, uh, wherever they, wherever they, yeah, whatever newspaper that was. Yeah, there was a German investigation in 2020. Yeah, you know, uh, there was a you know there was suspicion of a 43 year old uh, German man. Uh, a sex offender uh, who they think was living there, um, she, you know, uh, and then, yeah, and then the German police I think said that it was this guy, um, uh, but I don't. As far as I could sell, tell, there was no, um, yeah, there's no proof of that. Um, so yeah, this was uh yeah. So anyways, so yeah, this is a case where like yeah, that happened. The family like didn't get over it. The family kept uh, looking for and trying to you know keep the new keep it in the news. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, what did you think huh. by the way of the of the the Fraser seed where they like because he says the name Fraser and then they like tie him down and they bring up that fat woman and they and oh, they yeah, try yeah, to get him a little lap dance. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to I thought they were going to rape him. You know, they have males getting no, raped or close to rape like the Tommy one or Megan uh the oh, when Megan right. gets on top of him, right? Yeah. Uh and it's funny. It's funny, you know, these shows that like I think they they'll show women assaulting or raping men, but like you couldn't imagine the opposite like you know, you couldn't imagine like Holy Wayne like, you know, you, like, <laughs> you know, taking one of these like that scene. Yeah, that's like too terrible to show, right? But you could show uh, Matt almost getting molested. Well, is, is it is it too terrible? Didn't Game of Thrones have a bunch of no? That, but this, this got well. Game of Thrones is a very interesting case because it was based on the it was made very close to the book. Um, okay. And people complained about that actually. Like there were people like yeah. you know the sex scenes they're too much, the rape scenes they're they're too much. Um, and they're even one of the rape scenes. I mean, it's very politically incorrect because like the girl like gets raped by the guy and then like becomes like his loyal like wife like forever, right? Um, and so the, yeah, so the, the, the Game of Thrones was unique and before the Great Awakening and relying on the source material. And um, yeah, it, well, this is also before the Great Awakening. Yeah, that's well, it's in the yeah. middle of it. It's I think it's I think when Game yeah, of Thrones sort when of Game overlap. of Thrones started. Yeah, it was like it got seven, grandfathered in maybe. Well, but, no, 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 but but uh, the leftover started. In well, like 2014, 2014 right? Uh, okay, that's the yeah, that's sort of the beginnings of Game yeah, of Thrones the season days. one was 2011, which is you know makes a little bit of a difference. But uh, the book, but it, it was does. very close yeah. to the source. That's why there's no diversity right. too in like season yeah. one. Like there's a lot of 12 is kind of where things. Yeah, 2011, 2012 yeah. is when things started yeah. to yeah. But again, it was it was really relying on the yeah. source material for Game of Thrones that um yeah. that made it like that. Um, yeah. And so, Interesting. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if you had any, like, yeah, I mean, Holy Wade, that character, that would be. Over the, and like, yeah, Megan like is not considered like a big villain. I mean, it's like it's not like people are like, oh, like you know, nobody cares. Like nobody cares. You know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, no one ever like you know some, some of these shows they try to depict it, and uh, it just doesn't doesn't work. I mean, it's I there was this a few years ago. I remember reading about this. Um, 
did you ever watch Rescue Me? That Dennis Leary firefighter show? No. Um, it wasn't bad, at least the first few seasons that I can recall. But there was a scene where basically he, like, you know, he's married, but, like, I don't know. The, the scene arguably depicts him raping his wife. And then, like, later in the episode, she comes in and, like, rapes him and uh-huh. holds him down. <laughs> and, like, you know, and it's like, you know, you like the first scene. It, and you're right. It was like the first scene where he's holding her down. It is uncomfortable to watch. The second scene is just kind of funny. Right. Where she's like shoving him and holding him down. And it's like, like, you know, okay. Well, like, there's a, you know what? There's, there's a scene like this in, um, in uh, house of cards. I watched the first few seasons of house of cards. Have you ever watched it? Uh, yeah, I watched the first few seasons. Yeah. There was one, this scene where, um, he's like crying, uh, Kevin Spacey, um, actually I even forget under Frank Underwood, he's crying, um, as like on the floor and his wife, um, uh, Claire, is her name Claire? Uh, she yeah, comes Claire. in and she's like trying to make a man out of him. So she just like gets on top of him, like as he's crying. Right. And they have sex. It's not, I don't know if it's rape, but it's like, it's like whatever. It's like, she takes the initiative. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it is these, it is these, it's like, yeah. It's well, like, and the reverse would be disturbing, right? If Claire's laying on the ground crying and Kevin or uh, Kevin Spacey, whatever, Frank Underwood gets on top of her while she's crying. Like, yeah. It would, it would, the scene would play very differently. Um, yeah. There's yeah, yeah, that's interesting. There's not a lot of like the show itself is like not very. It's not. It's not like a. There, there aren't like very many interesting sex. Well, the, the rape scene, but like it's not a sexy show, right? Like there's no like like Kevin. Kevin is actually an attractive man, and so they could have capitalized on his appearance and his you know physique. I mean, they do. They do show him like shirtless and stuff, but you don't really see him and Nora. Like you know, there's not like a lot of passion or romance or. You know, I'm thinking like shows like The Soprano, right? You see, you see Tony with his mistresses, and you do see scenes of him like sort of flirting and yeah. kind of like seducing women. Um, and there's some some other shows, yeah, like Vic Mackey in The Shield. You have scenes of him like you know with with different girlfriends, and um, I guess like the show I'm thinking about where they don't have this is, is Breaking Bad, right? Like Walter doesn't really have. Well, he does. He does all. He does sort of rape Skylar in one scene. Do you remember oh, yeah, this? He does. He, he, yeah, but like, I think yeah. he just starts to, and then she like pushes him away. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I yeah. think he actually. Yeah. I think he actually gets inside yeah. of her, and then she's like, you know, she just like, you know, pushes him away and says, "No, like, I'm not doing it." Um, yeah. Yeah, and he does it. Well, I, I really love the scene that we were just getting sort of uh, sidetracked into Breaking Bad. I'm actually watching Breaking Bad again now. I'm on like season uh, four, but there's a there the it's a funny scene where he tries to hit on um, that principal that uh, hot his. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. That was so cringe. And it was so cringe, it was yeah. funny. It was so re- it was realistic. You know, that he gets and then he and then, like the next scene you just see him like with all this stuff like he got <laughs> he got like suspended, but he's like this big you know he's this big drug dealer at this point. Um, but he's like you know he's just like awkward. And he tries to he tries to cheat on Skyler, but you know he can't. It's, it was funny. That and was Skyler funny. cheats on him, right? Skyler cheats yeah. on him with Ted. Yeah, and, yeah. Spoiler yeah, alert yeah. for Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. forgot. This- I went back and watched Breaking Bad, and I forgot that it. I forgot like sixty percent of like the storylines, but I'd forgotten that completely. Uh, the, Ted, was, uh, the Ted subplot. I knew yeah. Ted was there, but I, I didn't know how far it went with Ted. I thought they, you know, I just and then well, I don't know how far you, but like, yeah, what he runs and doesn't he break his neck or something? Like, I forgot it. There was some scene with that. Like, that's sort of how no, I haven't how Ted's story yet. concludes. I'm pretty sure he like runs and slips and breaks his neck or like something like that. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, so so yeah, so The Leftovers is a very unsexy show, despite having like an attractive male lead. Uh, the the Nora Nora, Nora you is, love is Nora. I mean, you're, you're attracted. I do. To Nora I, I, for, I think so. So season one, Nora was when she was at her peak, right? She gets older. She kind of gets you know. She cuts her hair off. Do season you like do you like muscular peak. women? Because when you look at her back when she's walking into that machine, man, she's got back muscles. Yeah. Well, I think she, the actress, uh, Carrie Coon, she must have worked out, like, to prep for that scene, right? Like, she wanted to look good for that, that nude scene. No, but she was pretty muscular um, in season one, I remember. She was always muscular. I was always, yeah. I was always impressed by I like by that. I mean, she's, yeah, I like, I mean, not, not overly, she's, like, kind of at that boundary. If she were more muscular, I wouldn't like it, but I like that she's, she's very fit and, like, takes care of herself, clearly. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a, I have a bit of a, yeah, a crush on, on, on Nora, but, uh. Yeah, there's not like much passion between her. Like they have the the handcuff scene, right? Where they handcuff each other to the bed, and like that was kind of whatever. Like, that was interesting, but then they yeah, they didn't really go anywhere with with those two. And then um, yeah, Lori is kind of in a whatever a situationship or a relationship with with John. Nothing much going on there. Matt and Mary. I don't even know if you actually ever see them like in an intimate moment, despite like. You know, him saying she woke him up. You never see anything happen between them, I don't think. 
so yeah, it's kind of a kind of a uh, uh, you know I guess that contributes to the whole sort of drab theme of the show that there's not like it's not it's not fun right people have to be sad in the show yeah so you yeah, can't really depict can... like fun sex scenes yeah despite it being not... on HBO there's no jo- there's no joy yeah there's no joy I mean it's a pretty joyless world overall uh, there's not just no sex there's not a lot of laughter i guess there are these scenes where sort of there have i mean there is a scene there is a, like a little period where matt and it wasn't there this little period of time where it was like before the seven year anniversary where they were all like sitting there somewhere in jordan texas and they were all just like laughing there was a scene where they, yeah. they portrayed them as like happy maybe this was beginning of season three where like it was like oh it was like right when john had married uh, uh Lori um and like matt and had his wife but then I forget what happens, but everything, you know, everything eventually falls apart. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, there were moments and, you know, there was like a bit of levity, but for the most part, yeah, it was a very serious, very heavy show. And yeah, there, it was, it was like basically, yeah, just pure straight up drama. There weren't, it wasn't like a comedy drama, like the Soprano sometimes was, I think even breaking bad has its moments, right? There's but like, there's, I guess one thing is like the show is consistent in tone, a lot of dramas, like good dramas, they start out with more moments of humor. Like Breaking Bad is like this, where Jesse Pinkman character is com- comic relief for like the first yeah. season or two seasons. And then it becomes more and more dark as it goes on. Sopranos is like this too, where Tony cracks more jokes and there's sort of more funny scenes and interactions. And then it gets like increasingly heavy throughout uh, it, the show. And The Leftovers is just like consistently. I, I, the first season might have been actually the heaviest season um, in some ways, just sort of the most emotionally... Yeah. yeah i mean yeah. Just, I, but you just get numb to it i mean that's the problem yeah. that's the problem with the show just get numb to it because like okay kevin's going crazy again oh okay now here's a episode of like the father kevin's father going to australia oh, let me take a wild guess what's gonna happen he's it's gonna be very confusing you know he lectures them on he lectures them on like uh, uh what they did to the native australians and like a scene that i thought I, you know i thought that was pretty funny uh but basically you know he's just out there he's just gonna you know it's gonna go crazy nothing's gonna make sense he's gonna figure nothing out and then you know whatever it's gonna end right it's just it became predictable it became sort of not even draining it just sort of became uh monotonous uh near the end yeah. so i think you i think you liked it i yeah i i, I think you like the show more than i do I, you know i, I you know yeah. i think that First. I was very much like ready for it to, to end when it ended, but yeah, I mean, I thought like it was, it was a decent show. I probably yeah. wouldn't re I, I could imagine myself maybe in like five plus years revisiting some of season two, but no, yeah, I, I, mean, wouldn't, I would definitely would cut through it season again. Three, yeah. I think season three was completely unnecessary. The thing with the president and launching nuclear weapons, that was like the same thing as like where he goes, assassinates a Senator, right? He's in this world with Patty yeah, and like, he has to do some mission and like now there's two of them and he has to tear out his heart, but it's like, you know, it's basically the same nonsense, right? Um, it really wasn't, wasn't necessary to do that uh, two yeah. times. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it's, again, it's not like a great. It was just one weird scene. Like, remember yeah. when he was on the phone when he was like the president and he was on the phone and they're like, "Oh, but you don't have a twin brother. That would be ridiculous, right?" He's like, "Yes, that would be ridiculous." It was like this sort of, it was like a Family Guy kind of bit. It was like not. It was like out of place in this show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that well the the whole like twin brother thing was. I thought it was an allusion to the uh, the boat episode with Matt where. Remember, he's talking to God and uh, what or whatever, like the, the the character who claims to be God, and he was like explaining the story of Jesus, and is like, you know, Jesus never came back. Jesus wasn't who you thought he was. He wasn't my son. He was, you know, and he basically said like when people saw him supposedly come to life three days later, that was Jesus's twin brother. Yeah, right? like that's who they saw. Like, okay, so they're trying to draw this stronger parallel between Kevin being, you know, the second coming of Jesus or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the more like as, as I'm talking to you about it, yeah, that whole the whole like Kevin as Jesus thing just seems like increasingly absurd. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's weird. It has no like connection yeah. to the broader world. You know, the Jordan, like the mystery. What was that? Nobody knows. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, miracle. Like, why was that town magical? Why did no one disappear <laughs> from that town? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. you know, it would have been funny. Like you could have imagined, like a uh, you could have imagined, like a, a resolution. Like it turns out, God is just like uh, you know. I thought maybe like when Matt was talking to that so-called God guy, it was just like 
maybe that was yeah like god is just like it's like a simulation he's just throwing random stuff in there and just like playing with people and like laughing at them like that's the only thing that sort of makes sense because you have the supernatural but it doesn't lead anywhere nobody grows from it and there's no you know justice or anything uh like that involved um but yeah we didn't get that i mean it was an okay i mean it was okay it wasn't i wasn't tortured watching it all uh you know i did enjoy some of the first two seasons um but yeah, I wish <laughs> I needed I needed closure. And well, I guess we're just like the characters of the show. We never we just are sitting here. You know, yeah, we don't get the closure. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, I, I, charitably, maybe that was the intent, right? Like we don't get closure. <laughs> they didn't get closure. Yeah. Nobody gets closure. All right. Anything else, Rob? Uh, you want to say about the leftovers? No, 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 no. I mean, it's. Uh, I think yeah, we've 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 covered a, a lot of ground. I think yeah, I think that's okay. Good. And we're gonna do Napoleon, right? Yeah, yeah, we can do Napoleon. I mean, did you see the movie? No, not yet. I've been reading no. some books. I'm going to try to make time okay. to see the you know two and a half hours get to okay. the movie theater. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do yeah. that. Eventually. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been reading about it too, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Until next time. All right. See you.